0: Hello, this is XenoChat, uh, a zeno themed podcast that covers Xenogears, Xenosaga, all the way up to Xenoblade. Um, I am your host, Tyler, uh, here with my co-host,
1: Justin. How's it going, everybody? This is Justin here.
0: All right, and we have our guest today, and her name is Kat.
2: Hello, everybody.
0: Okay, so yeah, if you're new, uh, as we kind of start out, we just kind of go over any recent news with the Zeno mm. franchise that we can think of. Um, from there, uh, Kat, I'd like you to kind of discuss your involvement in the Zeno series, how you got into it, and then after that we'll get into today's topic, um, which is Zeno Gears. Um. <laughs> okay, so as... All right, starting with news, um, the only thing I can think of um, was the uh, recent staff recruitment for uh, Malasoft that was going around. I'm excited.
2: Um,
0: Yes, I am so excited too, um, because, yeah, as much as I love Xenoblade 2, I'm very excited for them to... Malasoft to move on to whatever's next. So I was very happy to hear them like recruiting and expanding. So that, that was really nice.
1: For sure. It's always a good time when we know that they're going to be working on a new project. Who hmm. knows what it might be? Maybe it'll be Xenoblade 3, or it could be Xenoblade Cross 2, which would be pretty sweet. Or mm-hmm. hey, maybe they're going to you know, throw a curveball and do a little Baton Kaitos.
0: Hmm. Oh, that... Yes, that would be nice. I know the producer, uh, Yasu Yaku- Hone? He mentioned on Twitter the other day that he was interested in making another one, but that which would be really, really nice.
2: It's a it's a time of year where I really wish I was born Japanese.
3: Oh.
2: Because oh. uh, I think there was an article that mentioned Takahashi. Uh, Takahashi was uh, looking for. A character designer, and I'm just sort of like pulling at the screen. <laughs> hire me! Hire me! <laughs>
0: Aww. Yeah, that's that's great, and it's interesting because uh, it's weird that like Malasoff like doesn't really have like a character designer. All of their character designers are just freelance, so that's interesting how they're actually trying to actually hire a character designer this time, but. I would definitely hire you, Cat, if you oh. <laughs> if you if I if I worked at Sop. Well, thank you. Um,
3: <laughs>
0: uh, but yeah, they yeah they were wanting a character designer, and I forget what other positions yeah, they, they had so available. So many. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, like battle planners, quest planners. I, I'm looking at the, because um, uh, Kat and I are part of a, a Discord channel with some Zeno people. I was looking at uh, I don't know how to pronounce their username, L- Lugobanda.
2: Yeah, that's what I, thought,
0: I, was, so. I Yeah, I was looking at their translation of uh, Takahashi, Takahashi's message. So that's really nice that they... And I'll, I'll if I, If I remember, I'll try to put a link to it when I put up this episode
1: but it's really interesting wasn't soraya complaining about that interview um that like somebody mistranslated it or something like that oh i remember seeing on twitter she made a she she made like a tweet that said like you know yeah be careful when you're translating stuff so that you don't you relate a correct message to your fans hold on let me start bringing the tweet up i remember she was she was talking about that this is a few days ago uh hold on um, I don't know. I don't know if it's in relation to this, but, I, yeah, here here it is. There's this tweet that she said that said, uh, Dear news sites, when you quote Japanese comments or tweets, it'd be highly appreciated if you kindly translated faithfully to the original and refrain from mistranslating, adapting, taking it out of context. Mistranslation confuses not only people, but also situations.
0: I'm thinking it might have been in reference to the Yasuyuki Hone tweet that he made but I'm not 100% certain Mm because I know Lugo Banda just kind of did it out of like fun I don't think they like I think didn't some website get a hold of their translation I can't remember which one
1: yeah I'm not sure what what, fully what it's in reference to but I, I remember seeing that and that came out after um Something from Xenoblade related came out, so I wasn't sure if it was in relation to that or not. But ah, figured maybe one of you two would know.
2: No, sorry. <laughs> yeah. There's just uh, yeah, there's no. A, I. There's uh, a lot of freelance translators just doing doing articles uh, for themselves these days, so it's it's hard to to track uh-huh. down um, who who has it right and who doesn't have it right or when it was when it was done. Uh, mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's a really good point. Um, everyone's trying to get a hot story out these yeah. days, so who knows that's, where things are coming. That's Especially
0: true, and yeah, word. and it looks like uh, Sorya Saga did that tweet on the eighth, and I think well Lugo Banda put up their translation on the fourth, so I don't know if it might be in reference to that. I hope uh, not. I, I don't know. <laughs> I hope not. You seem to do a pretty good job. Okay. Well, is there any other uh, news uh, Zeno-related or Malasoft-related that anyone can think of?
2: Not really, other than I love them, and I I pray for the continued success of the company. (laughs)
0: Yes. (laughs) Yes. Yes. And... Square, please, please send me my Fei Fang Guang figure. Yes, figure. I want it. <laughs> <laughs> I, please I, send
1: I want it. I want my because you don't have it yet. It's like
0: every episode of this podcast is just going to be me ask. Just please send it to me already. It's
1: like Square Enix. If you're listening to this, please don't send it to him. <laughs>
0: Oh, Justin. So Justin why? <laughs>
2: it's like me trying to trying to roll Cosmos in uh Xenoblade 2. Oh. oh yeah.
0: I I haven't
2: tried oh. since I got Torna. I should try again cuz they gave me a bunch of like legendary crystals.
0: Oh, yeah. I remember I got like 30 of them and I got just like one rare out of all those legendary crystals.
2: How many rares uh, do
0: you have left to roll, though? I want to say five or six.
2: Okay, so that's going to be harder for you, the more. E- yeah,
0: e- Exactly.
1: So, uh, Kat, I, I think I've said this story on the last episode of the podcast, but I'll say it again since you haven't heard it. So this is how I got Cosmos, and it's a good one. <laughs> so, Xenoblade 2 came out, right? And I was playing it, and when the game came out, it had some pretty bad memory bugs and i don't even think they fully fixed them but it was really bad at launch so i got to i believe it was chapter three when you finally get mithra and you you know there's a whole series of bosses that you have to fight before you get to that and then there's a cutscene where you finally get access to mithra and you see um the uh that move that she does where it's like i think it's called the focus where she can like see into the so you can like, avoid attacks. I can see the future! So, Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, um in the middle of that cutscene, it crashed. Oh! And I was really upset, and I said, you know what? I am not playing this game anymore. Put it down. Stop playing it for about a week. I was like, I'm, I'm fed up with this game. Can't play it. And then about a week, I think a week, maybe a week and a half later, they released a patch. Um, they fixed some things. I said, you know what? I'll, I'm going to pick this game back up. The first crystal it's cosmos
2: oh my god (laughs) oh my god
1: so yeah my advice to get cosmos be pissed off at the game leave it for a week and then pick it back up
0: (laughs) (laughs) okay then the game just pities you and gives it yep gives you
2: I, i like it i i am not as pissed as i was when i was trying to beat xenoblade cross um, I got to the, the boss fight before the last one, and just because I'd rushed the story, I was under-leveled, and I just kept on wiping, and wiping, and wiping, and I got so bad. Uh...
1: I had the same issue, too. Um, the I believe the final boss name was the Vita, yeah. which is kind of funny to think that you're on, on a Nintendo console destroying the Vita.
3: <laughs> <No>. <laughs>
1: that symbolism, though. Yeah. But yeah, I remember that fight was really, really hard. Um, it had multiple phases, and then it it always put you at a, at a point where you're just really disadvantaged.
2: Yeah. I just, I, I wish there was a difficulty slider on Xenoblade Cross, because I am such a scrub at modern modern Xeno games. It's, it's really bad. I couldn't beat Xenoblade uh-huh. 2 on regular difficulty. I had to wait until the easy patch was patched.
0: Ah, uh, well well I'm lame and that's how I got Elma is by changing the custom oh, difficulty yeah. to like the lowest. Yep. In order to get her
2: <laughs> Yep. I, I I I lowest difficulty and auto battle. I set the controller down, made myself a sandwich, and watched it and uh, <laughs> like half an hour later I got her. <laughs> <laughs> nice. It was worth it. It's worth all the pain. Xenoblade calls me when I was playing it. Yeah. Uh, it came out like right before my winter break, and I couldn't beat it by the end of my winter break because it was only two weeks, or maybe even half a week. Uh-huh. Um, and I was like, I have to beat this! <laughs> um, but then I didn't, because I, I, was like, I was so intent on only rushing story content that I didn't really level or care oh. To, uh-huh. to do a lot of the side quests and uh, it really kind of messed me up in
1: the long run yeah. yeah, it's really hard with Xenoblade Cross too because a lot of the best stuff isn't even available to you during the main story yeah. I don't know if you guys have ever looked into the um, the old Jedi builds no uh-huh. so yeah the, that was a thing um, I never fully finished but I remember I was working on it so it's basically, it's an infinite overdrive build, so you can pretty much solo any boss in a game and just oh. not die with it. Neat. Huh. Yeah, because they're constantly building TP as you're doing your attacks, and yeah, it's just really awesome, and there's videos of people just being on foot, taking down, like, these gigantic, unique monsters so and cool. just <laughs> completely destroying them.
0: Oh, that's awesome. I have to give that a shot. I have
2: to make space in my house for my Wii U again and pick it back up. Uh, I don't think I even reached level cap. I think uh, my, my last save to the server for Jerkface, uh, I was at level 58 <laughs> or something, and I was spec'd as a tank. <laughs> and that's, that's my story there. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, hint, hint, uh, off and Nintendo. Port, port to Xenoblade Cross to the Switch, please.
1: Please, please. Does the online still work on that? Y-
0: yes, I think so.
1: Because uh, hmm, That gives me an idea um, for a future episode. It would be kind of interesting if we got a few of us to play online on that and we'd like, stream it on Ooh, Twitch or something. That would be cool. Oh,
0: that actually would be really cool. Yeah. <laughs>
1: So I'd like to pick the game up again, and I need an excuse to dig the Wii U out. <laughs> yeah. Okay.
0: Cool. All right. Okay. Uh, so, how? let's uh, move on then. Um, Kat, would you like to discuss your history with the Zeno franchise, please?
2: Awesome. Okay. <laughs> so, the first time... I picked up a Zeno game, or actually my first encounter with the Zeno game. Uh, I was over my best friend at high <laughs> school's house, and she was watching the end mm-hmm. of Xenogears. And uh, I oh. had no idea what was going on, and she was like, Hey, Kat, uh, I'm going to loan you this game. You should play it. I was like, uh, okay. And then uh, 20 years later, <laughs> it is my anti-drug. <laughs> it is my everything. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, yeah that'd be kind of weird to, that'd be kind of weird to walk in on it's like oh what is this you're, you're playing a game where these bunch of naked people running around at the end what? lots of right. butts <laughs> Many butts.
1: and you don't even know you're getting spoiled
2: well, I actually by the time I'd uh, gotten to the ending i had totally forgotten about
0: it <laughs> <laughs> nice yeah anyway um, but yeah
2: me and my best friend in high school, Kelly, um, sort of had been exchanging video games and, uh, other, other IPs when, when we were, when we were younger. Uh, actually this is when, this was 20 years ago. This is when the game launched because I am old. I'm 36. Uh, <laughs> um, I uh, uh, shouldn't be loud on the internet anymore. Um, but here I am.
0: Oh, you're, you're fine. You're fine.
2: Um. But yeah, like, we, we would exchange interests. I think it started with FF6, which is uh, FF3, North American, uh, and it just sort of uh-huh. like, compiled on from, from there. And, um, um I'm trying to think. okay, so by the time I had reached college, uh, I was sort of like, I was in a bit of a bad state, and my other friend, Tony, was like, Cat, Cat, I know that you love Xenogears. Play this other thing! Play it! Play it! What is this other thing? Play it! Play it! Play it! You know, what what is this other thing? It's Xenosaga! I was like, what the heck is Xenosaga? <laughs> and then I accidentally the, the whole thing. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, it's, it's, uh, <laughs> uh, when when I was playing Xenogears, I was super, super, super into Ramses and like the, the, the ending Ramses got just like completely cemented my love for him. Um, and um, the way Xenosaga uh, treated Cherenkov, it was like every, almost every story point that, that was important it was like, hey, Ramses fan, look at this. Hey, Ramses fan, look at this. Look at this.
3: Oh my god. Holy shit.
2: And, um, when, when I, when I, like, realized what they were doing, it was like, when they said the G word, when, when, when garbage was said, it was just like a lightning bolt. It was like, oh my god. I see what they're doing. It's amazing. This is better than Star Wars. Holy shit. Oh. And I, I was, I was very excitable, uh, 22-year-old, and I was, like, I I was trying to uh, sort of, like, evangelize Xenosaga for for just, like, to have more people to talk to in real life, but I sort of just, like, ended up uh, seeming like this this total, like, quaking fan fan person, Um, and it was just, like, I had no chill, (laughs) but it was... Um, I was having some bad times and it, it kept me distracted from the bad times. Mm-hmm. Um, I think by the time Zeno Saga 3 came out, I'm sorry, I, uh, I, I slipped in and out of Zeno Zeno, uh, because...
0: <laughs> it's, uh, it's quite alright.
2: Yeah, I, uh, I, I think when I was first into it, uh, we just, me and my best friend just said Zeno, because it was, you know, the, the Latin root word. Uh, but I know it's supposed to be Zeno because that's how uh, that's how Japanese works. <laughs> um, anyway, Zeno uh, Saga Two came out, and I I was coming off of a, a, a very bad like life changing event uh, that sort of like shook me very personally, and the, uh-huh. for some reason, Xenosaga 2's control scheme slash battle battle stuff. It just, like, it wasn't jiving well with how I was doing, so I, I put it down. And I ended up watching some of the cutscenes. Um, I think I watched the end. Uh, I think my friend Kelly 100%ed Xenosaga 2, and she she said she hated it the entire time. But she also 100%ed Xenosaga 2. <laughs> so I got to watch the end yeah. there. Um, and then um, uh, after I gave up on Xenosaga 2, I was like... Uh, why am I here? All my favorite characters are dead. Uh, But then somebody told me that Margulis didn't die. And I was like, wait, what? (laughs) And then (laughs) I I think I grabbed onto the news that Xenosaga 3 was coming out uh, and I was like, holy crap, holy crap, I'm alive! (laughs) My favorite's alive, I have a reason to go on! Uh, (laughs) (laughs) And um, I think... Prior to that, I sort of lived in my own little world. I would post my stuff on like LiveJournal, not really venture out into in too many fandom community things because uh-huh. I had my my dumb little rare pair, <laughs> and I didn't want to bother too many people with it. So like I I didn't feel like I belonged in the uh, in the fandom at large. Like I knew uh-huh. there were several um, fan websites but every time i tried to join one i was just just overcome with nervousness and i would see a hate thread about a character that i loved and i was like Uh i don't belong (laughs) here but uh, i think uh, shortly after i beat xenosaga 3 uh, i met um, my best friend aaron uh, (gasps) stitch moon yes and um we just sort of like Continually did more and more ZenoSaga fan content, and I got to the point where I was confident enough in in my stuff that I was like Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna try to venture out and and try to hang out with more people and um, I joined more ZenoSaga groups and was like and and then um, I think it was either 2009 or 10 uh, I met somebody named Jesse and together we started the, the fan site GodSib uh, and that hmm. was that was up for uh, a good number of years. I think it was hmm. it was either two thousand ten to two thousand twelve.
0: Um, that sounds right.
2: Yeah, and that's where I met you. Oh, so that was you?
0: <laughs>
1: Interesting.
2: Yeah, uh, that was me. <laughs> I'm, I also go by Cadmus online. Uh, but yeah, that's um, at God'sib. Um, that's that's how I met um, that's how I met Tyler. Uh, and yes. Yes, <laughs> we have been friends <laughs> for many many years after.
1: Yes, yes, we have. Yeah. Um, jeez i feel like i'm the rogue xeno fan like i was in none of the fandoms none of the forums i kind of just like did my own thing this is actually like the first time i've ever really been in a Zeno community so to speak if we can even call xeno chat community there's a bunch of people talking on the microphone (laughs) but yeah
0: i mean this this is the first time i've like got to talk like like get like this with people about xeno anything so this is
2: Nice. Yeah, I, I am so nervous right now. I had many cups of milk <sighs> gray, so I'm I, I I'm worried that I sound like a quickie fangirl. But no, you're you're only, fine. fine. That's only because I am.
0: <laughs> no, you're fine. I'm I'm nervous every episode, so it, it works out. <laughs> but yeah.
1: Don't worry. I'm only gonna bite you really hard.
2: <laughs> uh, I need, no. I, I need to go home and do my homework. My thirty six no, year old. No, no, Justin.
3: You <laughs> know, just. <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, but yeah, I think um, Godsib um, unfortunately broke apart due, due in part to a hacking. And um, since Jesse was unavailable to, to help with the uh, the rebuild of it, uh, I broke off and started my own thing, which is called uh, Xeno Underground. It's basically mm-hmm. we grabbed as many fan materials as we could and, you know, just. Kept them all up. I think um, when when Godson was formed, um, the some of the, the the older communities had been falling apart, and we were trying to like save screenshots and scans, books, um, and because like people were, were dropping out of the fandom. Then because there was like no guarantee of where it was going, Namco uh-huh. had like dropped Monolith, and everybody was like, "Oh, it's over." And huh. Stuff like that, um, but then it's, like, GodSib and Xeno Underground just exist as an archival project, mostly. Um,
3: huh.
2: uh, Xeno Underground's forums are basically dead because I, I, I can't be there to, to, to lead the band and post a lot because my job is very demanding. Um, but yeah, <laughs>
0: I, I, feel, I feel bad because I haven't looked at the boards in forever.
2: I think I logged in last week. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs>
0: Were there any new posts?
2: Uh, I don't think so. I think there was a new member.
0: Oh, that's nice. Not a bot?
2: <laughs> yeah. Ooh. But yeah, I, I, I have no plans of, of shutting down. Um, even if, like, even if uh, nobody talks on there, um, I, I, I intend to, to be the archivist. <laughs> Uh, I'm, I'm not that great an essayist, uh, but I can upload things and keep them there in the same place for years. <laughs> I'm good at that.
0: Well, that's a very admirable venture. I've always appreciated that you keep all that stuff up, so thank you, Kat.
3: You're welcome.
1: <laughs> you know, and that's something to be said about the Zeno community in general, and something that I actually really love about the community is people are really good at archiving stuff, um, like Gears, how many like Gears assets have gone archived over the years? Like there's that one site that went down and, and it, there's like a backup of it and people have it saved.
0: Oh yeah. Uh, is, it, is it Zenotensei?
1: Uh, I think it is Zenotensei, yeah. And it, cause, cause I remember it went down like a while ago, and but there's archives of it just lying around and people are keeping it up, which is just fantastic. And I think, um, uh, what
2: is his name? AC himself has uh, reposted his own archive up that he used to have on uh, Tensei. and um, uh-huh. that is a very revered archive among the fans, um, and it's, it's pretty cool that he uh, brought it all back up. Um, I'm sure I think what I was going to say next. I forgot. You can edit that out,
3: right? <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, that's true, but it's fine.
2: Okay, um, so I think um, during the end of GodSib's uh, run as a fan site, uh, Xenoblade came out, and
3: uh-huh. uh, there
2: was a gigantic argument among among fans about which which was better, old Xeno or new Xeno, and my, uh, yeah. my answer is, all Xeno is good Xeno. You <laughs> put it very yes. well. <laughs> uh, and that sort of, like... Uh, there, there were there a lot of fights breaking out, like, within the fandom, and it, it really disheartened me, and it kind of made me uncomfortable with people again. Like, I, I had been, like, since since I was the sort of, like, second-in-command of GodSib, and now, well, like, uh, I, I was, like, a general fan. I wasn't just the, like, the person in the corner who only cared about the Ormus character side, like... Uh, I, I felt some some responsibility uh, for for my community, and, um,
0: uh-huh.
2: and there was a lot of like name calling and negativity, and it was, like I, I I didn't know how to deal with it, so I just sort of like stopped posting <laughs> because I didn't want to start or continue an argument, but the argument always came back up, like even even on Xeno Underground, um, just like. Uh, a lot of old guard fans just don't like the new stuff. Um, and it's it's tragic because it, it really went a long way to um, sort of preventing newer fans from enjoying the older material. mm mm-hmm. yeah,
0: uh, It's kind of sad because it almost seems like a, a, a repetitive cycle because it seems like the same thing happened when, like, Cross came out. People, like, were com- like s- complaining about Cross being different from the original and when Xenoblade right. 2 came out, about how things have changed so much. So, it, it yeah, it seems like a very repetitive cycle within the Xeno fandom in general. Yeah,
2: it's like Xeno fans hate each other and it's very tragic, <laughs> and I wish they didn't. Um, yeah, it's
0: very fragmented.
2: Yeah, I, I love them all individually.
1: That's exactly how I feel. They both have their strengths and weaknesses. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh- I mean, like, I I really like Blade because it came out at a time where I really needed it. But, you know, I have a huge soft spot for Saga. In fact, I think doing this podcast has actually made me appreciate Saga a lot more than I have in the past. And I already appreciated it a lot. Uh But um, Gears Gears is huge to me. It was the one that really got me interested in the whole series to begin with. But I, I think, like, unfortunately, it's just a side effect of fandoms in general, um, you often see this happen in the on My Tensei fan base where everybody is, an, you get like those elitists who praise Nocturne, for example, and shun all the Persona fans, and then all the Persona fans shun the people who like the old school stuff. Mm-hmm. So it's just unfortunate. Um, nobody can, Nobody has an open mind, and I guess that's something that we should try to promote. Hopefully we can do it on this podcast, try to promote a little bit more open-mindedness. Because the teams, uh, Takahashi, you know, he has all these different ideas and the teams are experimenting with all these different ideas. Yeah, it's not exactly the same as the previous game, but it doesn't necessarily make it bad just because it's not the same thing.
2: Yeah. And like, I, I received a piece of criticism a couple of years ago from another longtime fan. And I was like, she was, she said, you can't control how other people feel about it. And I took that Uh and I sort of backed off of the argument and just posted positive things about what I like about the series. I I am no longer interested in trying to be the admin of my friends because the the community, well, at at least Xeno Underground, is very small. Uh So I didn't want to be like... Uh, forum police for a group of six people, uh, so I'm I'm just I just want to focus on my art and my fanfiction when I can write it, and uh, like what I what I've got is is okay. When what, what's good is what's good. You know? Exactly. And I'm I'm very glad, uh, grateful to you both for starting this independently, and I'm I'm really glad uh, also for Lugo Banda's group. Uh, because it's sort of like uh, it's no longer centralized and i I think that's important
3: uh-huh.
2: like when um, when god Zeb end xeno um, tensei went down uh, a lot of people just crawled into um, into Zeno underground's boat <laughs> and they didn't really <laughs> yeah. get along too well and I've, I've, I've wished for a really long time that another forum uh, with somebody younger with more time on their hands would come around and that's finally starting to happen and uh, I'm really grateful <laughs> well,
3: That's
0: good. Yeah, because I, I really, those were kind of like the highlights of my like middle school and high school days were going to Zeno forums since I, I had bad times around then as well and the forums were kind of a, a nice escape to talk to people that like like some of the same things as me. So I, it's sad to see how forums are kind of dying off in general, but it, it's it's cool to still see that there's still some community and positive community as well.
2: Yeah. And it's, it's really hard to, to, to get uh, positivity in, in communities because it's uh. so hard well, <laughs> it's, it's hard to control people and I don't want to control people. And, uh, right. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but it's just like people these days are generally negative in general. Uh, mm-hmm. so any kind of positivity is great. Um, and I think I trail off before I started to talk about Xenoblade. Uh, Xenoblade came out around the time where I was, uh, uh another longtime friend of mine. Um, who had been in my wedding uh, had uh, dropped out of my life, and I was feeling really bad about it, and then Xenoblade Xenoblade 1 came out, and I really latched on to Mum Carr and uh, Dunban's story, and sort of, like, used that to rationalize my feelings about my friend as, as we parted ways. Um, it was just like, we, we didn't treat each other properly when we were friends, and it led to a lot of bad blood. Um, and, like, one of us took the leaving and the other one didn't. <laughs> and, like, I, I sort of alternatingly feel my point of view is done, bands, and sometimes the other point of view is I'm bum in that situation. Um, but um, hmm. it's it's just really, it gave me something else to focus on. And I realized not a whole lot of, like, older Xeno fans didn't really find, find that. Uh, particularly useful in their lives, so like maybe, like Xenoblade doesn't have a lot of the things um, people cared about in in the old uh, in the old series, um, but I I always find that um, I can find something useful in uh, in a, in a newer game, and I just try to keep my head up, try to. I also try to look for something to like <laughs> just because I want to uh, I want to support the studio. <laughs> it's uh I'm, right. I I'm always worried that uh, I will be too old one day and like be kicked out of Xenonarnia.
0: <laughs> no. <laughs> but
2: yeah, if, if I'm not too old now, I don't think I'll ever be too old. Like when I was 10, my father would take me to this sci-fi convention in Baltimore. called uh, oh. Baltimore. Balticon, and it was run back then when I when I was ten uh, by these people in their fifties, and they were in, they've been in fandom their entire lives, uh, starting with Star Trek and, and so on. Um, so I I sort of see myself as being being a part of that uh, lifelong kind of thing.
0: Yeah, Zeno. Yeah, Zeno fandom is forever.
3: Yes. <laughs> yes.
1: I mean, it becomes a part of who you are, you know, yeah. and you share some stories, and you can look at these games, and you can think about those memories that you have, and all the positive things that's brought to you, so if anybody gives you crap about that, then that's on them, they're being idiots, because as far as I'm concerned, that's 100% valid, and that's a beautiful thing.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah.
0: Exactly. I think, um, Xenoblade
2: 2, uh, I was a little bit worried about the, like, sort of, like, waifu character design at first. But then I remembered, I'm not straight. I like girls, too. And I decided I was going to enjoy it, whether I liked it or not. And then Bridget happened, and I was like, yes! And then um, I just paid attention to the story, and I think my favorite part of Xenoblade 2 is that it it attacks uh, my uh, imposter syndrome. Like, Amalthus is like just says the words you're not good enough and it's like he he's the bad guy saying to the good guy hey you suck That sounds exactly like my little voice inside that says i'm not good enough and rex god bless rex <laughs> i love rex he's like shut the fuck up smack out, <laughs> and it's very really empowering and i love that and i will never forget that because I'm, I'm at a time in my life where I'm still like, I'm in middle management at work, I, I feel irrelevant, like continually, like increasingly old, increasingly like am, am I allowed to be? <laughs> uh, that's always been a problem uh-huh. of mine, and yeah. uh, this just sort of, like Xenoblade 2 just comes out and says, yes, you are valid,
1: <laughs>
2: oh. at least that's what I took out of it.
1: Oh, I know, that's, that's great.
0: Yeah, that's valid. I mean, anything you can get out of any of the games is valid, so that, that is really great. Yeah.
1: Exactly. And I think that, uh something that people need to realize, because one of the things that people like to poke fun at Xenoblade 2 at is people like to say things like, Oh, Rex is so generic. Oh, power of friendship. Oh, uh, this is too lighthearted. Oh, it's like, you know what? Yeah, it's lighthearted. Get over it. There are some people who really appreciate that kind of positivity, and they can use that to help them in their life. Like, I'm sorry that it's not the super edgy, depressing stuff that you really wanted to see, but don't go ahead ahead and say that it's bad because, unfortunately, it didn't do much for you, because it might do something for someone else.
2: Yeah, and I really, uh, again, I I really think it's important to to keep positive uh, today, like just... The current, like, last last five years, uh, the next five years, are going to be rough. And I think we, oh, yeah. we really need to, to keep our heads ab- uh, above water. Uh, and I think mm-hmm. uh, light lighthearted stuff, stuff that, that doesn't, like, make us cry, like, 24-7 is really important. Like, I've mm-hmm. noticed a lot of, like, children's shows being really dark at the same time of being really colorful. Like I love Steven Universe, and I love its inclusivity, and I love its general message, but I have to steal myself before I watch an episode of it, because I'm like, are they going to make me cry? <laughs> because I, I can't tell. <laughs> but but I, I really like that Xenoblade 2 didn't rip my heart out as hard as I thought it was going to. Um, uh, Torna hurt a
3: little bit. Um, oh, Yeah.
2: <laughs>
0: Yeah, oh movie. yeah, that ending! Oh my god. But
2: I'm still rebounding 16 years later from Sharankov dying, so. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's my my things. You know, sorry if I got a little off topic and rambly, uh, but I think no,
1: I absolutely not. That's that's
0: totally fine. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um. Well, in that case, um, let's get on to the main topic. Um, yeah, this year marks the 20th anniversary of Xenogears. Yeah, it came out in 1998. Holy crap, that mm-hmm. was 20 years ago. Yeah. So, um, well, yeah, they've been having like lots of anniversary events, more anniversary stuff than I actually expected out of Square Enix to give Xenogears. Yeah, I was
2: really surprised.
0: Yeah, because, like, Parasite Eve also turned 20, but I don't think anybody really said anything about that.
2: (laughs) I love Parasite Eve, because it's another one of those, uh, really, like, you're a girl! You're fighting a girl! It's empowering! There's not many of those, but, like, I, I, uh, it didn't hook me, like, for, like, Xenogears did.
0: (laughs) Right.
1: I just like that Parasite Eve took place in modern day, at least at the time. Yeah. And it had like a contemporary setting. It was just like uh, you're in New York City. Like that just that's just awesome.
0: Yeah, I really enjoyed it, but But yeah, Zeno Gears, yeah, they had some concerts, which I was super jealous I wish I could have gone I to. And, uh,
2: I missed being able to pre-order the gold thing and almost everybody oh, it, it got it. I missed oh, the yeah. gold thing.
0: Oh, and that that uh, music box! Oh yeah. my God, the music box! Ugh. Gold thing. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> um. And I, I, I'll, I'll stop before I lament about the the, the figures again. But no,
2: it's okay. <laughs> like crying, it's, it's you're valid.
0: Rather... <laughs> so <laughs> I, wait, I, uh
2: Because
0: isn't Maybe. LA actually supposed to be releasing soonish? I think or... they said
2: December. I think so, yeah. It's either Ellie or Welltall.
0: I think, I, yeah, I think Welltall might be last. Yeah, yeah. But, but yeah. I, yes. But, yeah, and then, um... Uh, what's that uh, Final Fantasy mobile game? There's so many of them. Uh,
2: Final Fantasy Brave, Brave Exvius? <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, because in Japan they had a, a crossover event with Gears and... Whenever they decide to bring that, you know, that content over here, there was the day I'll finally play Brave Exvius.
2: I haven't installed. I got it years ago, but well, I guess a a year or two maybe. Uh, and it's it's a nice little game, um, but it's mm-hmm. very. It takes. It, it, it eats your battery, <laughs> and um, yeah. I, I'm I'm not super into it. Uh, I'm also like, I don't want to spend money on pixels that I can probably make myself, so... Right. Yeah. Uh, y-
0: just yeah. Hook me. <laughs> yeah, I, I usually, with those mobile games, I usually play them for, like, a week, and then I kind of just stop. Like, I'm... I downloaded Dragalia Lost to just kind of see what it's like, and that's a nice little game, but I'm probably gonna drop it soon.
2: Yeah. I think the the most hours I've logged in a mobile game is 10 billion husbands and 1 billion wives <laughs> but then I got all the wives and the husbands so I'm like I, I I don't need to do anything anymore
0: exactly that's that's usually what happens with those type of games I'll play to get like my favorite characters like if it's a Final Fantasy I think Record Keeper I, I played it until I got Squall and Maybe some other characters, but then I was like, "Oh, got my favorites. I'm done."
2: Yeah, I think the the last time I logged into Final Fantasy Brave Exvius, I was trying to roll Ravis because, of course, I, of course I was, because uh, he's basically just Ramses with, uh, uh, with the the file numbers filed off, the serial numbers filed <laughs> off, um, but. Um, yeah uh, i didn't i didn't roll them i got i
0: got three libertuses and i was like i'm not going to spend money and <laughs> i shut <should> it <have> <laughs> anyway oh yeah so um yeah i uh i don't know if there's anything other Gear's 20th anniversary stuff that's happening but um it's kind of yeah it's impressive with how they're treating it at the moment and um uh i guess i don't know what to
1: say from here <laughs> well how about we talk about the actual game itself and uh, i guess we can talk about against kind cat's of, experience with the game uh like let's see where can we begin how about we talk about obviously we all know the story and how yes the second disc was weird to mm-hmm. put it lightly mm-hmm. but um Kat, you mentioned uh, your favorite characters, so why don't you go into more about how you felt about some of the characters?
2: Okay, so I was not used to uh, my media being anywhere near talking about adult themes. Uh, I was used mm-hmm. to video games sort of being looked at as a, sort of an adolescent pastime, uh, uh-huh. and then along comes Xenogears, and it's it's very like holy crap, they're, they're talking about sex. Oh my god, there is sex. People are naked. <laughs> what is happening? Uh, it's just like, Xenogears is a very, like, adult game, but it's not, like, not the adult in the sense of it's porn. It's uh, adult in the sense of there's a lot of, like, really mature topics being talked about. And uh-huh. I was not expecting to see as much of Ramses as I did. Uh, <laughs> oh I <didn't... laughs> yeah, speedo Ramses. Well, just like, uh, thank you <laughs> uh,
1: I, you know on a on a side note is this the first square game to have a sex scene
2: possibly i don't know enough uh. about history to, to confirm uh, but i think it might like be.
1: i'm trying to think about it it might be and i think it might even be like the last one in a long time i can't think of another square game that actually portrayed it yeah
2: i can't i can't think of it either because nobody nobody gets naked in Final Fantasy
0: (laughs) right no I I can't remember anything either
2: but yeah uh, I think uh backing up a a tad uh when when you first see Ramses's portrait you kind of like you take a look at it and just like this guy is not okay uh he looks upset and I was like hmm he looks interesting I'm going to like just like put put a pin in it like come back to him he's he's gonna be interesting later on I thought to myself and then then he was um, but like uh, I think it's um, ever since I was very small I sort of like latched on to gray characters I I think the the first one that that was sort of like that was Cecil in uh, FF4 and, and also Kane uh, they they have their their good points and their bad points and sort of like mm-hmm. Uh, in in FF6 I was obsessed with Kefka for a little bit but not in a like oh he's so bishy kind of way but oh he's so damaged that's very interesting to me Uh, and also I I don't approve of (laughs) his actions but I think he's the most interesting character Mm -hmm. Uh, and sort of like FF7 um, I I sort of I I, I did a bad (laughs) and became obsessed with Hojo for a really long time Um, and I'm just like, he's a terrible person, but I think he's the most interesting. Um, and I think, uh, I sort of, uh, latch my Xenogear's feelings onto Chrono Trigger in a way. So my favorite Chrono Trigger was Magus, and he had a, a small posse of very memorable characters, the same as Ramses did. And I just sort of like see Ramses as a little bit of an extension of Magus. So it, it, it adds that layer of more interesting to, to it that other people might not get when they, they, they see me spouting about Ramses and I was like, Cat, you're crazy. Sorry about that. Um, I need that's... to rest my finger for a bit. Oh, it's okay. Okay. Um so it's just like I'm I'm not used to like with Xenogears I wasn't used to the, the tall sprites and the like the the complicated intelligent story. It was like um it was like everybody's an adult now. <laughs> Holy crap. So um I I know in FF6 they kind of uh, they 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 get sort of they jump, they jump the stakes up like a lot. Uh, Chrono, oh yeah. Chrono Trigger is kind of a step down from it. It just is is simpler. Um, but uh, and I'm, like, I'm completely stepping sidestepping FF Seven, which is which is also kind of an adult game, but it's like, it, it's not the same. And I know Xenogears was originally concepted as as a draft for FF Seven, so uh-huh. it's sort of like. I, I know that Xenogears definitely isn't FF7, but I think, like, thematically, uh, Ramses' like, YOU WRECKED OUT MY PROSPECTS! sort of echoes, it was like, I SHOULD HAVE BEEN FF7! <laughs> 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 and I, I just sort of like, meta-feel that, but I didn't really know about that until years later. Um, I I myself has have always had a problem with uh, self worth. Uh, so the more they revealed about Ramses's lack of self worth, and it, it comes off, uh, you don't really expect it. It's like you think this guy is is perfect. He's got he's got the perfect everything. His his gear is covered in gold. He's got a hot not wife. He's got like a squad of chicks who like fucking worship him. But he's miserable. Why is he miserable? <laughs> And then you just like the the story just peels away the layers, and you're left with this like completely uh, hat like how do you get up in the morning kind kind of kind of character, and it's really amazing to see uh, a villain uh, that well layered within the story. And I uh. was very surprised when he didn't join the party, <laughs> and um, I think. With the, uh, the lady elements, the, the neo-elements, the girls, my girls, yeah. <laughs> call them my girls, <laughs> even though they're not mine, they're my girls, <laughs> um, uh, they spent uh, a long time on them as well. And I was just sort of like, ideally, if I were to, you know, like, if, if I were suddenly Elon Musk, uh, I, I would definitely take care of Flint, Michigan first and World Hunger. World hunger <laughs> first, uh, but then I would fund um, Xenogears disc two uh, come back together and just like put all of the elements in the party, all the elements and roses Just <laughs> like, all right, let's go fight Deus with everybody.
0: <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I recently. Yeah, I, well, I recently being a few months ago, I replayed Xenogears, so that that little part at the end where you could can watch like a like a not even a like a main cutscene of like what happens to ramses and the elements was kind of it was kind of disappointing his ending like in the story was just kind of like kind of off screen ish and
2: yeah
0: so it definitely seemed like more should have done been done with him and the elementals yeah and
2: like Something I wasn't expecting, like, in, in game canon, was his relationship with Sigurd. And, like, they, they don't come right out and say anything, but it's, it's pretty obvious that they, they used to be good friends, and they're not anymore. And it's sort of like, I, I love it when there's flashbacks in games to something that happened ten years ago. I love it when there's older characters with mysterious pasts or not-so-mysterious pasts. Because that's, uh. that's, that's, that's what happens in real life. The older you get, the more you have these, oh, I stopped being friends with you moments. Um, and stuff like that. <laughs> uh, I think also, uh, I'm not done with Ramses, <laughs> but I'm sort of, <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm never done with Ramses, but I-, I also wanted to I talk know. about uh, Dominia. Um, when I was 16-ish, 17-ish, uh, I, uh, I, I definitely wasn't out as bisexual, um, but, uh, she was one of the first characters that made me realize, hey, I shouldn't hate myself for liking girls, and, um, they, she, she comes a long way within the story, she's, she's a terrible, she's a terrible bitch at first, and, like, I think she... Like as just as Ramses is completely breaking down during during the thing, she she builds up, uh, and she she stops and takes a look at herself, and you know, sort of like, not really, but kind of yes, joins the main party. Uh, and I, I wasn't expecting that either. And um, usually when you see uh, a female villain who slaps the main the main protagonist around and calls him. Calls them garbage and trash, and you're not worth it. Uh, you you expect them to be, you know, just just trounced and left behind. But uh, she she turns like she turns more than Ramses does, and I thought I thought that was amazing.
0: <laughs> yeah, definitely felt like she kind of yeah, as you said, she kind of turned more than. Ramses did he by the end of the game he felt kind of um I don't know what to say um I don't know by the end he's like doesn't know what to do with himself yeah and she kind of brings him back up so that was kind of an interesting flip between the two
2: and I I I try not to ship things these days but I've been in this this thing for like 19, 20 years now. <laughs> like, oh! so, so now now I sort of multi-ship uh, Dominia and Ramses and Sigurd and Ramses because uh, yeah uh, I'm incurable. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to think of things outside my usual favorite characters. Um... Uh, I know that a lot of people tend to uh, thank Xenogears uh, for talking them out of being in uh, Western, uh, like, Christianity, slash Catholicism, slash whatever there they are at the time. And yeah. I, I think it's the, the only game that really criticizes uh, modern evangelism uh, and, and underscores the dangers within it. And of course, uh, when I first started playing Xenogears, I happened to be uh, in a somewhat charismatic, like Christian youth group. Uh, but it wasn't Xenogears that uh, that uh, talked me out of uh, of that youth group. It was just like it turned out that I was just like in in the sway of a, a charismatic person, uh, and uh, I think. At first, if if I had been uninterrupted, I think I would have, like, just been uh, that person. (laughs) Uh, Luckily, I wasn't, because it it wasn't Xenogears that that, that put me off to it. It was uh, the devil's advocate (laughs) I'd seen for the first time. But I I know that a lot of other people, um, Xenogears is is their their first questioning of the uh, structured religion that they they grew up with. And I think... um, Billy Lee Black's story and how he deals with it is a very real thing for a lot of people that I think is important because um, he doesn't actually lose his faith even though he, uh, it's revealed that, that the ethos faith is, is basically just something to control people um, mm-hmm. and I, I think he handles his loss of faith much better than say Margulus's at the end of Xenosaga 3
0: oh yeah much better
2: yeah and i think that's that's a mark of takahashi's protagonists versus takahashi's antagonists um they they seem very strong and invincible and like very confident at first but then like they, they slowly get chipped away and you're left with almost almost nothing you most most of them are are very broken by the end and i think i i really like that <laughs>
0: Yeah, I do too. And especially, yeah, as you said, with protagonists like, like Faye, for example, he, mm. he, uh, like the way he kind of deals with past traumas by creating multiple personalities to kind of store away all of his bad thoughts or bad times, that I thought was really, really interesting. And just, yeah, they did, did a really good job with having such mm-hmm. broken protagonists.
2: Yeah, and it's it's really amazing that uh, like the they they, they build Faye up. They don't like they don't let him lie flat. They they explain mm-hmm. it and they bring him back together at the end instead of like, oh, I have to be pure. I have to I have to like defeat the evil within me. Not like no, it's like uh, I'm facing the evil that it was done because of this. <laughs> This thing that I created to protect myself, it's all part of me. It's all me. And I think that's very uh-huh. realistic. And I think uh-huh. um, people's, a lot of people have a problem with, uh, they, they want to think that they're entirely innocent. But, uh, and some people think that they're entirely bad. But I think it's recognizing that you can be uh, both of those things at the same time. And uh, is, is important. <laughs> uh, uh-huh. I don't think any other game really goes into
1: that. Yeah, and I actually think um, it's kind of interesting how they handled Faye to kind of go back on what we just said on that. Uh, is that, like, for most of the game, Faye is pretty confused. Yeah. And you see this in, like, all sorts of different ways. And I know you were talking about, like, the different personalities, and something that I was just thinking about right now. We were introduced to Faye as a painter. Uh-huh. And he's shown in kind of like a very, a very almost like Zen way where he's 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 painting, and it kind of makes you wonder like if that painting it was just kind of like a way to portray that he he, he to kind of just portray him in kind of an innocent way, but also in kind of a mysterious manner. Like, what is he painting, and what is the significance of that painting, and how that plays into his past and him trying to figure things out. Because throughout the game, he has all sorts of visions and all sorts of weird trauma. Even right down to right before he jumps into Welltall for the first time, that cutscene, which was a really cool one, where he's just kind of like, he has that second where he's just like, should I jump into this? What should I do? And then, of course, we all know that that ends very
3: horribly. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Um, But... Yeah, it, it's. I, I've always found Faye to be an interesting character, um, and an interesting way of showing someone who he's living, but he's not really sure what he's living. And I think that's it's it's interesting to see how that develops at the story. And it doesn't help that Seaton is hiding so much from him, yeah, yeah. <laughs> while while keeping up like that face of no, I'm just you know, I'm just a mentor to Fay. I'm just Showing him around, we're, we're we're taking him on a little camping trip. That that's kind of like this this farce that he's putting up for at least like the first ten hours or so.
2: Yeah, I think um, when I when I was playing as uh, Xenogears for the first time, uh, my friend was like, "Please do something other than FF Seven. Please stop talking about Hojo." And I took one look at Satan, and I was like, "Hmm, is he a good Hojo?" <laughs> I'm always <laughs> looking for for cruelty-free Hojo. Um, uh, and I was like, okay, yeah, he's, he's like Hojo, but he's good. Uh, oh wait, no, he's not good. <laughs> wait, I think he's probably the most evil person <laughs> in Zero Gears, aside from Krellian. <laughs>
0: uh, yeah, I always... It, it's arguable. Yeah, because yeah, I always still remember the, the scene where, uh, they're in, uh, it might have, is it Shavat? Um, No is it solaris Uh, yeah and with the um the can the can
2: yeah he knew
0: he He knew knew what they were eating he let them do it he just he just let them do it and Mm -hmm. then just like oh hey hey guys this is what you were eating people i was like damn that was oh that was mm.
2: you
1: know the faith figure comes with that can yeah it does it does
2: So Satan's evil is present, even in (laughs) this figure. I really hope that they make a figure of him.
0: They really should. They really should.
1: But that's something that um, we're seeing so much in Takahashi's characters. That deception where it leads you to believe one thing about them, only to kind of completely turn it on its head like 10 hours later. Yeah.
3: I don't know.
1: Yeah, I also thought it was kind of interesting. Um also Ellie is kind of like that yeah. too. Um I, I really like her and Faye's relationship and it's the very definition of complicated. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> to
3: say the least. Oh. Uh,
0: I yeah, I really like replaying the game again, I appreciate their relationship a whole lot more when I than when I did when I was like a teenager.
2: Yeah, I I was sort of like I tiptoe around protagonists and try not to have too many opinions because uh, I don't know. I just don't get latched on to protagonists, um, but uh-huh. I really like Faye and I really like Ellie, and I think they're very interesting, and they're they're interesting together. Um, I uh, I let's see. I'm trying to think. My my feelings about them as a couple are a little bit complicated. Um, I I don't not ship them, um, uh-uh. but I think. Uh, they, I, I think that their, the relationship Ellie has to the wave existence and Abel's relationship to, to the wave existence is, is really unique and I think it's very interesting to have a story where hey there's this higher power that can communicate mm-hmm. with one person uh, and um, the wave existence spends 10,000 years or more uh, trapped in Deus, and I think the, uh, the the way the story plays out about the the only two people at, at first that can that can save the wave existence from its ca- captivity is very interesting. Like uh, at at the beginning, you don't really understand this part, but uh, Abel is making contact with uh, the Zohar modifier for the first time, and that that contact creates Ellie. Uh, as, as a way to communicate uh, to two people on, on the normal plane and they sort of like both of them become inter- like, permanently intertwined and it's um, it's very it's very unique um, they, they are technically eternal lovers uh, but we don't see them having any children um, except for Emer- uh, is it Esmeralda or e- Emerald <laughs>
0: I forget. Um uh, I you it's that one
2: it's
1: too. Emeralda, right? Uh I'm pretty sure it's Emeralda. Let me look that yeah. up real quick.
0: Oh my gosh. I, I can't. I just played this a few months ago and I
2: <laughs> Yeah, it's
3: Emeralda. Okay. okay.
2: Like Emeralda is the closest thing that we were shown they have as a child. You know, y- like you'd think that oh these these people have been in love forever, destined to be in love every time they they reincarnate that they would have some sort of progeny, but we're not shown that. Like um, I think Carlian goes on about how uh, Ellie's relatives or something uh, carry, carry her DNA chain, um, but it's, it's, it's very, I, I thought it was very interesting, and it's sort of like a mark of something written when, when, when you're younger and when you don't have kids that uh, family is sort of excluded from, from their relationship, and um uh, but yeah, like, it's, it's always, they, they meet, they fall in love, they do the thing, <laughs> they do the do, <laughs> but, yeah. uh, then tragedy always strikes, it's like, either, like, Ellie's always, like, getting up and taking the bullet for Faye, or they both die, <laughs> um, uh, and it's just, like, it, it makes me wonder, uh, if... If there are timelines where they did get together and actually have kids and have a normal life. But uh, Takahashi's just mean <laughs> and doesn't want to show us the boring happy time. Um,
0: yeah, no, just show the, the, the miserable times. Just, just those. The miserable
2: important times when things happen. <laughs> but, but, um, thing, uh, But yeah, I. I. When I was younger, and I hadn't been in any bad relationships yet. I had uh, expectations about how how I wanted, like how I wanted to be with somebody. And it, as I was playing Xenogears, I was like, "This is so beautiful. Each of these people has one wing, and when when they uh-huh. when they get together, they can they can fly." Um, <laughs> but I, I think at the end, um, I, I guess that's the antagonist in me. I Having been through a lot of bad relationships and people like uh, creeping out on me, abandoning me, etc. Et if you don't have both wings <laughs> and your head on your shoulders, you just fly in a circle. Um, I also think it's unfair uh, to sort of like to stand the eternal couple. Um, when, what if your destiny is to be coupled with somebody who abuses you? Like, I, I think that sort of, like, is is a Ramses slash Cherenkov-ish thing. It's like, maybe maybe his destiny is just to be fucked. <laughs>
3: mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> and, and, you know, um, and what, I played Neuro Automata last year, and I actually consider that to almost be, like, a second coming of Xenogears for that reason because, yeah, I'm going to kind of spoil this a little bit, but there's kind of a similar thing going on with that, with 2B and 9S, how there's a constant loop oh, yeah. of them two having to get together. And, and each time, each iteration of it, something slightly different might happen. And because there's all these different iterations of a loop where uh, something might happen to 9S, quote unquote, onto something, um, 2B's feelings have been changed various at various times because of it. And so I I always thought that was kind of, that kind of echoes Xenogear somewhat with the whole wave existence and all the different generations of Faye and Ellie. I always thought that was kind of an interesting way to go about how you kind of have these two individuals that are basically destined to meet each other at some point. However, the means in which they meet each other might be a little bit different and their feelings about that can also vary too.
2: I think um, I was watching The X-Files uh, I think last year, uh, and there's a couple episodes where uh, Mulder ends up either hypnotized or drugged or something, and he, he has this dream uh, where the girl of the episode is his lover, and for some reason uh, Scully is there too, but Scully is his father? And I think, like with with the whole thing, like uh, they tried to like mash uh, Mulder and Scully together as an OTP, like on the show, uh, a lot. Um, but I thought it was very interesting that they that they went um, to that that place with that that dream state of Mulder's, uh, and it sort of made me wonder uh, um, if. Reincarnation in Xenogears Gears is always same gender, uh, same romance type. Uh, like uh, when I think of reincarnation, you know, I I could come back as a cat, I could come back as a dude, right. I could come back as uh, my mother's mother, or I'm somebody I know's father. Uh, and in Xenogears at least with Faye and Ellie, they sort of like they they're stuck. And I sort of wonder if that's the way of existence or not. It's like, oh, hey, I've marked you two. You two yeah.
1: will forever be, you know, male and female. Yeah, yeah, and that's an interesting um, thing to think about uh, when it comes to just like having separate iterations and generations of what are essentially the two beings. What? Who's to say that there isn't one that? they're not human, or it could even extend to that, or they're not what we think they're, they're not male and female, uh-huh. per se. Uh-huh. Yeah. For all we know, there could be a same-sex one, for example. Yeah, cause, like, that could be something that would happen, I guess the game wouldn't portray it necessarily, but that could technically happen based on the way
3: existence.
2: Yeah, I think they do a really good job of obscuring the way existence's gender. Uh, we have no idea, no idea, uh, right it's probably beyond gender <laughs> and stuff like that yeah um, so what my my little fan theory is that the way resistance sees uh the point of contact and uh sort of freezes both of them so that he can re- that he or she can recognize both of them when they come back to life because <laughs> they're always getting killed they're always getting fined Town by Niang or Kane, and they're like, "We're gonna kill you! We're gonna kill you! Oh, we killed you!" <laughs> and like, I I always wonder uh, what Emperor Kane's face looks like. Uh, like a lot of, I think there's a line somewhere that then Emperor Kane sort of looks like Ramses, but not exactly. And it sort of like drives me nuts. And it's like, "What does that mean? <laughs> it's not solid at all." And I just sort of like. <laughs> I was. I I wish there was more with Emperor Kane. Uh, R E his relationship with the Wave of Existence. Like, uh, does he go to try to find the Zohar modifier at any point? Like, what is the Wave of Existence's response to him? Like, we know his response to Faye uh, and Graph and uh-huh. it. Um, but uh, just like I, I wish there was more Wave of Existence interaction. With with other characters, I guess, besides Grelian. This is me just thinking in in my faves.
0: (laughs) No, there's... Unfortunately, there's a lot of things that I wish they expanded on or had more, like, spotlight for certain characters, well, especially several of the party members. Uh, Rico. 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 Maria. And even to a lesser extent, like Maria yeah. and
3: Billy.
1: Mar- Maria for sure. Chu. Well, I mean, Chu is just a mascot character. Then. That's really the only purpose of good old Chu. Or that one scene where you can have her nailed to the oh cross. Chu
2: Chu Choo- Choo-
1: Choo- died, Choo-
0: Choo- <laughs> Choo- died for our sins. Chu Chu died for our sins.
2: I have some other friends who uh, don't really like casino gears, but they like making fun of it. And whenever they think of it, they say, Choo-choo died for our sins, and they laugh. And I'm like, <laughs> ah, ah.
0: Yeah, and every time I, because uh, I usually go on uh, trips to visit some friends in Pittsburgh, there's this uh, huge, huge cross... As I'm going into, like, Ohio, well, and it's just, like, every time I imagine just choo-choo, <laughs> just hanging up there.
2: Gigantic kaiju form choo-choo on Yes,
3: <laughs> Yes.
2: <laughs> awesome. So, um, I feel like I'm being very loud and uh, talky. Uh, what do you guys, what are things that you guys care about with Xenogares the most?
1: Yeah, um, I really enjoy the atmosphere with Xenogears. I love them. Um, this is weird, but something I love about Xenogears is the world map. <laughs> the, for for some reason, um, when I got to the world map for the very first time, and I believe the song's called Emotions, mm-hmm. and that started playing, I just like had this weird feeling where I was just at peace with everything. And I was just super excited to just run around and explore just every corner of the map that I could possibly like, find. I don't know what it was, it just felt super liberating.
2: Awesome.
1: And um, yeah, it, it's, it's one of those weird things that I felt when I first played this game. So, I really like that, I really like all the different areas. I loved exploring Solaris yeah. uh-huh. towards the end of the first disc. Uh-huh. Uh, I, I just thought that was such an interesting place to explore and also because shit just goes
3: yeah, down there. it there. <laughs>
1: yeah it, and i love that scene when it just comes crumbling in the yes yes that was absolutely fantastic uh that was a great scene um i also really like the the uh, one scene early on oh no i can't remember the name of it it was early on where you're in this like sand base and then it starts sinking and you have to escape oh,
2: yeah that's um you're on like a transport like right before you
1: yeah
0: come. yeah
1: yeah i really like that and uh, i love like the I love the music, too. Like, I love the way that, um... Actually, here's the thing with the music. I love the music, but one of the things that's weird about the music is it's a very limited soundtrack. Yeah. If you notice. Like, they reuse a lot of the same themes for various different scenes and various different tones. Uh So, while while the songs are great, um, I remember there are times where you'll hear a certain song and it doesn't exactly fit.
2: Yeah, like I know, I think Faye and Ellie sort of have a theme, and Bart definitely has a theme. But what is Uh Rico's theme? What is Billy's theme? We just don't know. Uh. Yeah. Even Ramses doesn't have a theme. They just slow down the boss music for him.
1: Yeah, a lot of the characters. Um, and because I think like there's, uh, I was watching a video where somebody broke it down where like, Gears' soundtrack is actually ridiculously small. Especially compared to, like, Final Fantasy 7 VII or 8 yeah. at the time. Uh, and as a result of it, uh, they ended up reusing a lot of songs and certain cutscenes where they probably shouldn't yeah. have.
3: Yeah.
1: And it's a shame because the music that is there is really, really good. It's just, you kind of hear it more often than you probably should have.
2: I think... Yeah, that was... Yeah. Sorry, go on. Uh, I was recently listening to Xenosaga's soundtrack, and that's even more condensed. Mm-hmm like
0: oh yeah
1: especially the first one
0: yeah yeah that was kind of the thing that like going through all these different dungeons and areas and there's absolutely no music playing is just kind of
2: yeah
0: i mean it sometimes that can build atmosphere but when it's like every almost every dungeon and every town it's yeah yeah And
1: And, and unfortunately i don't think that uh saga did the silence thing very well gears actually did it really well there are certain dungeons that were very (sighs) silent but there's a lot of atmospheric effects so it really really felt like you're just in the zone because i used to um i used to be weird like this when i played gears i was in high school Uh i would always play it like on a friday night in the dark door shut Uh So, it, so I'm just sitting in front of, like, this small CRT playing this, and it just, like, created just such an amazingly, like, engrossing and, like, immersive atmosphere where I'm just walking around, running around these dungeons, and then I hear the PlayStation just spin before battle yeah. starts. <laughs> yeah, I think, um...
2: I forgot what I was
0: going to say. Uh, somebody else? Go. <laughs> uh... Well, yeah I uh, like I really like uh, yeah the, like the dungeons as well like um, I don't know why like I like kind of gravitate towards like the, the forest areas a lot because they they kind of just they're different than a lot of other like forest areas and other RPGs because they, they kind of um, I remember like the forest and uh, was it like the black moon forest at the beginning of the game yeah it it just really had like a like the music and like how the lighting is kind of darker because I'm guessing because of the like the, the trees and the leaves making it like darker. It just gave it like almost like a sinister vibe to it, and I really kind of dug that about that the like the forested areas.
2: Yeah, it was really beautiful, especially your first time walking in there. And it's uh, a Yasunori Matsuda piece, so like his forest themes are always like breath- breathtaking. And oh, also, yeah. something important always happens in a forest in Xenogears. Like, you, you, yes. you, you meet Ellie there, and then on disc two, when Ramses like, uh, finally wins against Faye, and uh, and you meet Tora, and learn about nanomachines, son. <laughs> 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 that's in the forest, too. Um, yeah.
3: Yeah,
1: the, yeah. The, the sense of atmosphere and gears, I think they absolutely nailed it. And just the variety of locations and locales too was really, really well done, in my opinion. Every area felt distinct. Uh-huh. Um, I absolutely loved that. Um, I loved when you got Rico and you, you're, you know, you're in like that. You're trying to escape. That was such a cool that was such a cool sequence even though the dungeon was a pain okay. in the oh, ass oh god those like, sewers you're wandering through that sewer those sewers uh, I... the obligatory sewer level yeah and you know what that's like one of the th- that's one of the sections that actually prevents me from replaying zanugars oh. cuz i really don't feel like going through it again <laughs> well, the, well but
3: uh
0: yeah that's where uh like cuz i remember i was playing it on the vita and I think it was like last year or something, I was like, oh, it's Xenogears anniversary, let me pick a, up my old save file, I wonder why I haven't played it in a while. Oh, I'm in the sewers, that's
3: why. Yeah,
1: yeah, and that was just, ugh, I did not care for that at all. But uh, something that I don't hear a lot of people talk about when it comes to Xenogears is the... Um, is it, it regards to the gameplay? Like some of the mini games. <laughs> the
0: mini games.
1: Oh yeah. Like yeah. No one talks about them. The card game, but the also fighter. the fighting game. Yes. Yeah.
0: Which, I'm I'm yeah. all about the fighting
1: game.
2: Which randomly you there have. There is n- um, not blade gash in there. It's like why is blade gash in there, but not really anybody else.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's it's so weird. And what's what's weird about that fighting game was like, yeah, it's in a story. Um, you, you play it once. But if you go back there, there's like a full-fledged, yeah. like, it's like a fully-fledged minigame. There's like a training mode, there's a two-player yeah. mode. And there's like no footage of it on YouTube. Well, there's there's a couple of it is, but like nobody seems to talk about that. And I just think it's weird that like they just threw this whole mini fighting game into this just, just because. Yeah.
2: <laughs> it seems like uh, it would be a lot of infrastructure to work on something like that yeah. when Disc 2 <laughs> is just basically... Faye and ellie and satan uh taking turns with the chair
1: <laughs> yeah it becomes like a visual novel and um and that was one of the things that that kind of annoyed me with it because i actually do like visual novels i'm actually currently reviewing one but the thing with that was what they were describing sounded really interesting yeah. and i wanted to play it
0: yeah it's like this wow this sounds really interesting but it's just giving like a summary of what happened?
2: Yeah. <laughs> I think my my like, my most what the fuck moment with the, the chair is uh, I think at some point Ramses uh, demolishes half of Nissan and they don't have a cutscene for that and then for some yeah right Ed, he's, he's got right. Um, I think Vendetta is his Omni gear and he he picks uh-huh. up Ellie like just Ellie not in her gear just Ellie and. Uh, at some point, Ellie Hannibal lectures him or something and puts her finger out and does something. And Vendetta stops working. Uh, and it's like, they don't have a cutscene for that. It's just like, a picture. Why? Why do you do that?
1: <laughs> oh, it's such a yeah. shame. That, that's one of the things with this game that's just like... If only, you yeah. know? Yeah. And, and it's even worse when you go on some of the fan sites where people have dug in and found all the unused oh. assets and all those towns that were supposed to be in the game that you can explore. And it's all there, but they just didn't put it in the final build. Wow. And oh.
0: Yeah, but it. I guess it's good that we got what we, we got. Otherwise, it would have ended at disc one and we might never have yeah. seen any of that.
2: I'm grateful for what we got. <laughs>
1: Yeah. It just ends with Solaris exploding.
3: Uh, no, yeah. That would have not been cool. <laughs> no.
2: Also no. um speaking of not cool, what are each of you's least favorite thing about Xenogears?
0: So I know we were talking about mini games, but I I hated the card game. I'm sorry. I couldn't. Okay. I, I do not
2: remember the card game, honestly. It's kinda I remembered it, it was hard so did do it yeah
0: right. yeah it's just you basically I guess it's pretty simple math pretty much but you had to like put cards on top of each other and try to get your deck done before your opponent and mm. I was just really really bad at it so whenever someone's like hey you want to play the card game I was like no
1: yeah I remember skipping it a lot of times just being like ah, I don't really to play this <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I think for me, uh, my least favorite aspect about Xenogears, it's actually it's actually kind of my least favorite aspect about Zeno Saga, is uh, the battle system, because uh, actually I love the battle system, but I also hate it. I hate getting the new death blows oh. because it never made yeah. sense.
0: Yeah, yeah. They don't really tell you, so you kind of just like took like maybe like fewer hours in, and you stumble into the menu. It's like, oh, hey, there. What are these?
1: Yeah, what are these moves? And I remember, uh, I remember watching like a video of um, some other death mo- death flows, and I'm like, I could do those, the commands for those, but why can't I actually unlock the death flow? And it was weird because it was like you had to keep you using just, just, one attack, like the normal triangle attack or the normal square attack, a bunch of times, and then you might unlock yeah. it. It never made sense. you, to you me. have
0: to basically do the input for the moves a certain amount of times. And
1: once, but that didn't work. Sometimes it was it was weird. There was
0: actually an accessory you could equip that could make you learn death blows quicker. Yeah. I remember I I th- threw that on Faye and a few others a few times, but still, I just remember going around just getting into random battles, hoping that this battle would be the battle I would get a new death blow.
3: Right.
1: Yeah, I, I wish that was that was the case. And also another thing, um, maybe I was just really bad at the game at the time. I felt like some of the Gears battles, um, you didn't have access to a lot of healing items until like very late. So a lot of like those early fights, you really needed to like plan each turn carefully where if you messed up one or two turns, you're you're gonna lose a battle.
0: Yeah. Oh, and the and the other thing, like with death blows, like for the gears, in order to get like stronger death blows for the gears, it depended on you getting stronger death blows for the characters. So that really bothered me, because I would have to, like, do a lot of... Like, if I didn't have, like, strong enough attacks, I'd have to, like, go back to being in my character form and, like, train to get more death blows so I could use more death blows in my gear. Yeah. It was really tedious.
1: Yeah, Yeah, that that was very, very, very tedious. And, again, like, you didn't have... I feel like the gears needed more... um, ways to heal. I know Ellie had some really good spells. In fact, I think Ellie was one of the most overpowered gears. Oh, yeah. She had that one move. She had that one move. I think it was called like Air Rods yeah. or something like that, and it did like a ton of damage.
2: Mm-hmm. That's what you get when you're the conduit for the wave resistance.
1: <laughs> right. Yes. She was really good. I love them. Billy had a cool move, and, uh, and I forgot the name of his his gear. Oh, hold on, let me look it up real quick. Billy had this one really cool move where it was the uh, the Jesse yes. Cannon. That was yes.
2: Cool. Like, hey, Dad! Show I up, love the please.
1: Jesse Cannon. Yeah, it was like the mini guy came in and he just transformed. Yes. But that was that was so cool. Like those, it was moments like that where you know, the, I guess like I don't care remember that. Yeah, we're anime. Yeah. <laughs> we got to do something kind of fun like that. Um, the G Elements fight was cool because I am almost convinced that was an Easter egg and. Reference to the Brave series. I don't know if anybody's familiar with those. Like stuff mm-hmm. like Galgagar. Galgagar was an anime that was out around the same time as Xenogears. And in the Brave series, most of the robots have like lions. They have like lion faces on their chest. And G elements basically does the same thing. And if you look at the transformation scene, it's like shot in a very similar way to say Galgagar. And uh, even the lion roars in a very similar way. So it's like something small. I'm convinced that's an Easter egg to it. It has to be. Because it, it just seems too perfect. Also, if you look at that cutscene and play Rosa's theme from Xenoblade 2, it works awesome. perfectly.
3: Re-
0: really?
2: I thought you were going to say Rosa's
1: it,
3: theme
2: from FF4. <laughs> no, don't no, have
1: that theme. No, no, yeah, that you play that. Uh, just watch like that cutscene where they're transforming, it and play the Xenoblade Two Rosa theme. It works oh, beautiful. Wow! <laughs> it also works well with Erda Kaiser too. I, I was really bored one day, and I was just like doing like some mashups of them. Yeah. Well,
2: Erda Kaiser is a direct reference to G elements, isn't
1: it? Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Um, I would definitely think it is. It is if it hasn't been confirmed yeah. already.
2: I, I I guess they they might not have the ability to confirm it because of, uh, Xenosaga was Namco and Xenogears was Square.
0: Right, uh, right.
2: Uh, I guess I'll go. My least favorite thing in Xenogears was the Opio morph fight. Uh, it's Miang's gear. Uh, that you fight like right before um, Miang becomes Ellie, or Ellie becomes Miang. Um, that, okay. yeah, that fight is a gimmick fight, and I was trying to go through the game with as little player's guide help as I possibly could. And right before mm-hmm. that fight is Ramses' big backstory cutscene, which is unskippable. Uh... I wiped like ten times <laughs> By the end of it uh, I was like, I hate Miang I hate Miang <laughs> <laughs> I hate Miang, she's the most evil person in the universe <laughs> 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 That That, that um, Colored my opinion Of Perlian and Miang More than it probably should have <laughs> Um <laughs> Uh, and to this day i'm like I-, I will remember this forever uh and i was watching um cordelium speed run xenogears once and he killed her in one hit and was like
0: what yeah,
2: I-, I feel vindicated and three inches tall at the same time <laughs> thank you Cord- <laughs> for doing that um but yeah, I think a lot of other people say that the platforming at Babel Tower is the character. Uh. I think my husband played up until Babel Tower, and he just quit, because <laughs> uh, it was Yeah. Insane. And uh, yep. you get halfway up, there's no save points, or, or I think you have like one save point either before or after you have to fight all of the elements.
0: <laughs> oh god, yes, yes
2: that's that's it for that uh, what is you guys favorite thing
1: about xeno gears so actually before we get on to that um i don't know if you know this but someone actually found out the uh voice sample and the boss theme what you know like where where it's just like it's like that weird yeah, like it's, voice sh- where sh- bar- 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 it's bar- hard to hear what- <gasps> yeah 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 so that someone actually found out where that's from uh-huh. and that one is actually a sample and I believe that is from hold on I will I'm about to bring it up right now. Oh yes. It is from a documentary on Marlon Brando. Whoa. What? It's a Yeah, because the the line is uh, total sentence imposed is 10 hold on let me I, I can bring it up right now. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, hold on. Oh, my yeah.
2: God. This is a big mystery, so excited
1: now. Yeah, yeah, because I, was... I was on YouTube, and I was listening to the music, and it had somebody posted it in the comments, like, yeah, that's that's where this is from. <laughs> it is, it's so nuts. That is so random. Um, yeah. So, da-da, last year documentary on Miranda was released, called Listen to Me, Marlon. Yeah, it's, okay, so they're showing footage of, like, the trial, and they're talking about the sentence. And this, the line they sample from it says, total sentence imposed is 10. And then they repeat that. And that's what that voice oh is. Oh, my
0: gosh.
1: I'm going to post it in the in our little chat so you, so you can listen to it. But, yeah, it's one of those weird, random as hell things <gasps> that they just kind of threw in there.
2: I never guessed.
0: I, yeah, I never knew this. This is weird and awesome.
2: My husband always jokes that it's something, something, sex in a gas chamber.
1: (laughs) Yeah, someone says having sex in a poison gas chamber.
2: (laughs) Having sex in a poison gas chamber. (laughs) Having sex in a
1: poison
2: gas chamber.
1: But I love that song because it was just like, it made those fights feel intense. Uh Like, again, I used to play this game Yeah, I used to play this game in a dark room. And so, like, hearing this was just like, it just put me in the zone. Hold on. I am going to send you the source right here. Thank you so much. So you can listen to that. Wow. That is the source of it. And you can play it. It's like a, it's like a five second clip. You'll hear it. You'll be like, Oh my goodness. That's what they said all these years. Holy crap.
0: wow wow that's so cool yep that that, that is really cool but wow <laughs> <laughs> okay oh well yeah and so i guess um I I'm lame. I was gonna say my favorite thing was gonna be like the characters, because of course Xenogears has amazing characters. Yeah. Like, it's not lame. <laughs> I mean, as much as like a bunch of them get, because I feel like Xenogears might have had too many characters at times, and they unfortunately got swept to aside. I, I it did I did like how the the series I mean the game almost had like an anime series kind of feel how it was kind of episodic, with its characters stories, um like there's the like basically a, a Billy arc and a, a Rico arc and a, a mm-hmm. Maria arc I really liked that aspect of it and I sometimes wish that they would make an anime of Zeno Gears That'd because so I cool. think I think it could be adapted well. Um, but hopefully better than the Zenosaga anime, but uh, <laughs> no, let's not get back to, into that one. I need a drink. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like, um, like Faye and Ellie, uh, they have a, a, a beautiful, uh, relationship and I, I remember my favorite scene between the two of them is, um, like when, uh, the, uh, Sil gets shut down and they're like. Surviving on a or, well, not Eager just still got shot down. The Eager just shot down the Goliath that they were on, and they're like on like floating on some parts, and oh, yeah. they have this. Yeah, it's like my favorite part from the game. It's just like the, it's just Faye and Ellie surviving out in the ocean, and uh, they like have this conversation between each other where they like. Uh, they basically have no idea what they're doing with their lives. Like both of them like say that as much. And it's just they're really supportive of each other, even though they don't know what they're doing with their lives. And it, it resonated with me because I have no idea what I'm still at almost 30. I, I don't know what I'm doing with my life. So it was just a really powerful scene. And I that was it's probably my favorite scene in the entire game.
2: If it makes you feel any better, Tyler, I'm 36 and I still don't have any idea what I'm doing. <laughs> so
1: yeah,
2: what about you, Justin?
1: Um, Yeah, I guess like I kind of went into my favorite aspect of Xenogears, which is really the atmosphere and just the overall feel of each of the areas. I just had a lot of fun running around and exploring, even if the encounter rate oh, drove yeah. me nuts at times. I did love running around. I like the aspect, the fighting, I like the aspect of martial arts uh-huh. in, in the fantasy game. Like, I thought it was kind of cool that, oh, hey, I'm playing as a main character who's not using a sword for once. He's using his yeah. fists. That was kind of awesome to me. Um, and, I, and that was actually what drew me to Xenogears at first. I was like, hmm, robots in martial arts. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to play this. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I really, really adore the atmosphere Um, the characters I wanna say I I love the characters, but unfortunately it's just like it's such a mixed bag of genuinely great and just completely uh completely undercooked. Like there's some characters that are that have really good arcs. Like Rico Rico had an alright arc when he was introduced, but unfortunately that's all we really got. I I
2: feel like uh, they they only did the the season one of the character arcs, for right. The Xeno characters. Absolutely. Needed, uh, their season two arc and their season three arc, like Faye and Ellie had theirs.
1: Um, I completely agree. Um, yeah, Billy was the same thing as well. You know, they all had they had good arcs, um, but I wanted to see a lot more from that. I want to see a lot more from Billy. I want to see more from Bart as well. And also, uh, something that kind of uh, kind of weirded me out was its use of English dialogue. It just felt so inconsistent. Like, yeah, they had it in the anime cutscenes, which, by the way, from a technical standpoint, they did a really good job with them. They're not compressed at all, and they look well. They are compressed, but they're not as bad as what I've seen on the same console. So they look really good. Uh-uh. But but I really um, I, I think the voices were kind of weird how they used them because. Some cutscenes, the cutscenes had them, but then just randomly they're just throwing an English line, like a spoken line, just out of nowhere, and and then you won't hear another one for like twenty hours, and I'm just kind of just like, why?
0: Yeah, and the, Eng- the English voice acting for Xenogears wasn't wasn't great.
1: Oh. yeah, lip syncing was terrible. There's that one cutscene with <gasps> oh yeah. Where... She straight up, like, her mouth says like a whole sentence, and you're yeah. hearing nothing coming out of it. There's that, the, but yeah. And I and I also thought it was weird how they would just have voices just randomly. Um, what was it? The guy at the very beginning that was pissed off at Faye because Faye basically killed oh, his damn? sister. Uh, yes, when you when you fight him in a tournament, and then he just throws and then I think he has like a line that he says at you, and then he throws a dress yeah. at you. Like, you know, you got that, or Bart had that one random line where he just calls
3: someone a yeah, jerk. Yeah, I
2: think they they it, use those lines in the card game, too. And, you know, yes, think, uh, they at do. at one point, Ramses screams during his nightmare before he wakes up in the speedo. And I actually think that's one of Faye's, uh screams, which I always thought was weird. I noticed. It was just so easy for me to notice.
0: They couldn't even afford a, a, a voice actor for Ramses.
2: Nope. No no voice acting for the <laughs> trash.
3: <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah i just thought that was kind of weird how they did the dubbing and where they threw in voices versus where they didn't because again it, it would have been nice that if other scenes got that treatment yeah it
2: would have been really nice yeah
0: okay is there anything else anybody wants to talk about in regards to xenogears oh, uh
2: i think i forgot to mention uh, yes. My favorite era of Xenogears is the Zeboin mm. era, uh, but oh uh, yeah, yeah I, I also really like the way it's presented to us. Like we we get there and everything's like completely di- dilapidated. It's been like what seven thousand mm. years, and it just sort of reminded me of the scene in Back to the Future Three. Uh, where uh, Marty discovers uh, the um, the DeLorean and the tires have rotted off, and it's just like this this ancient piece of machinery that isn't ancient, but it's modern, but it's it's totally busted. It, I got the same feeling going through Zebulun as I did that that part of the movie, and I think uh, it's on record somewhere that uh, Taka- Takahashi really loves Back to the Future. Uh, And I I wonder if any of that is derived from that scene.
0: Hmm. You know, I always got that vibe because there's that... uh, It was off-topic, but in Xenoblade Cross, there was the side quest with, like, the time traveler. Oh, yeah. And his assistant. And it always reminded me of Back to the Future. So I didn't Mm -hmm. know if that was Takahashi's influence or not.
2: So if you listen to uh, the Gormok theme in Xenoblade 2... Um, there is a point where it sounds like Johnny Be Good, <laughs> and I can't unhear it.
1: That's interesting. I actually think the Quest yes. Clear theme sounds like the Back to the Future theme yeah. as well. Da, 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 da. Yeah, it's literally yeah. the thing. But yeah,
2: uh, I think I'm done talking for now. Uh, it was lovely. <laughs> Thank you for having me.
0: Oh, thanks for yeah, thanks for joining us. Um, yeah, for sure. Um, okay. Uh, well, I guess we can wrap up things here. Um, thank you both for the discussion about Zeno Gears. Happy birthday, Zeno Gears! Yay! <laughs> um, so let's. Uh, I guess go around and uh, say if there's any like projects or anything you want to promote. Um, uh, Justin, is there anything you'd like to promote? I'm I'm so sorry that like every episode. It's like you promote a panel that you're going to do, and then it's like week, weeks yeah. later that this panel's over. <laughs> so I apologize.
1: Yeah, I know last episode I spoke about um my RPG panel, which has now passed since it was during uh, Comic-Con and the Anime Fest. Um, otherwise, I am working on a review currently for a DS Visual Novel. Um, Actually, you know, I'll just say it. I'm working on a review for jake hunter
0: oh, the the um,
1: anybody has ever played oh that? the new jake hunter yeah the new oh, one yeah
0: i played the one on uh, ds a long time ago
1: yeah they just released a new one on the 3ds i'm currently playing that it, it's all right so far um if you like mystery games i think you'll probably enjoy this one huh. Um, yeah, I'm actually liking it. Uh, yeah, so that's probably the main thing I would plug right now. I will be at Anime NYC in a few weeks. That's going to be in November. So, yeah, I don't know if you're, you'll see me on that. Uh, uh, by the time this airs, it will probably be past that. But, oh, well.
0: <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll try to have this done by November. <laughs> I, I still need to edit the last episode, though.
1: Yeah, because this is, like, this is our episode... Five?
0: Yes, we're we're definitely yeah. backed up.
1: Yeah. Yeah, episode five. Yeah, I mean, hey, that's a good thing. That it's episode five. I think I think we're and off to a good Gears start here. Episode What's episode five
2: this? of itself?
1: Oh! Oh, damn.
2: <gasps> Kat, you just blew my <laughs>
0: Nice. <laughs>
1: yeah otherwise um that's really all i can plug right now uh there i am working on some other projects Uh, i just did some recording for something else that i will announce in the future so yeah stay tuned you might be seeing more of me
0: (laughs) all right um cat is there anything you want to plug i mean there's uh the lovely zeno underground if ever anybody wants to check that out
2: yes uh, if anybody wants to Google Zeno Underground, it's uh, zenounderground.net. Uh, we have forums. Um, they may or may not, the, the ads may or may not come back for guests, uh, but I, I'm paying to keep them off for uh, users. Uh, I my, my own Twitter is catamus underscore prime. Uh, and I guess um, if you are for some reason uh, like me and like Ramses too much uh, and like (laughs) fanfiction I have not stopped working on my Xenogears fanfic called Asymptote Uh, and if you want to google that that is on uh, AO3 and I believe my own website uh, Uh, spadenet.net I am not doing any cons until next year I think I'll be at Katsukon next year I have no idea if I'll selling my art, um,
0: but I don't know. <laughs> Her art's amazing, by the way.
2: Oh, thank you! <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, yeah, I just love your distinctive style. I, I, I love it.
2: Thanks. Nice. I think, like, half of it comes from the. It's, it's influenced by the pointiness of the gear design in Xeo Gears. <laughs> yeah. But,
0: yeah, I can definitely see that. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> Well, uh, as far as me, I, I, I'm i at Chaos on Twitter. Um, I'm not as exciting as you two, so I don't really have much else going on. Um, I'm still not working on Zenokami, and that's my fault, because I'm awful.
2: No, you're not.
0: <laughs> one day, one day, one episode, I'll say, I've coded a little bit of that thing, but... Not at the moment.
2: Coding is rough.
0: Yeah, and I'm... Well, I'm at the Mm -hmm. part where I need to... Like... I have to play through the rest of Shion's arc, and I don't... My Japanese is terrible, so I need to record and also get as much text and dialogue recorded as I can, but I don't want to accidentally stumble and get farther and miss something, so I'm kind of overwhelmed by the prospect of it at the same time but one of these days one of these days yeah hopefully all right um as far as next episode i'm uncertain what the topic will be just yet um i know last time when we were talking to david he uh suggested Uh, an episode about uh, the Zeno series and religion, which I think would be a really interesting topic to discuss. Yeah. So it might be that or it might not. I might post a a poll on Twitter or something to see gauge some interest. But yeah, um, this has uh, been pretty much the episode. Thank you very much again, uh, Justin and Kat, for joining me, and hope you all have a good night.
2: You too. You too.
1: And thank you for listening, everybody. Bye.
3: Bye Bye-bye.